0: It's October 21st, 2020, and day three of Hawaii Public Radio's Fall Pledge Drive. And I want to welcome you to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we bring you the latest technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship. I'm Bert Lump. During this uh, special Pledge Drive edition, we have Christine Sakuda. She's the Executive Director of Transform Hawaii Government. And Caroline Julian Freitas from the Enterprise Technology Services over at the state of Hawaii, and they're here to tell us about the fifth Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. But during our live broadcast, the uh, phone lines are reserved for your pledges. And, of course, we're looking for new members. So if you are uh, enjoying our weekly tech talks, we hope you'll consider... Supporting this great original local programming here on Hawaii Public Radio. And of course, uh, you can pledge by going to hawaiipublicradio.org or you can call us at our brand spanking new call center at 888-536-4700. And of course, now I want to welcome Christine Sakuda and Caroline Julian Freitas to Bite Marks Cafe. Welcome.
1: Local Hi, Bert. Bird.
0: Thanks for thanks having, for having me. Yeah, so you know, I wish you were in the studio, and I don't know when it was the last time that we had you both in the studio, but it seems like a like a whole lifetime ago. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> this is the new reality, and and uh, we're having uh, our guests call in. But uh, I'm I'm just pleased to have you both in um, on the show, and you know, this is the fifth Hawaii annual Code Challenge, and. I remember the first one 5 years ago I guess what back in uh, 2016 it was it was fun and now <laughs> this is kind of the this is kind of like the new reality so maybe um Caroline tell us uh how did um you decide that uh we still go ahead and do it given the the strange reality <laughs> that we're in with this pandemic and everything I mean I love the fact that it's still going to go on but uh, you know it's a that's another. That's a whole other set of uh, work that you gotta do,
2: right? Um, actually, last year was such an exciting year, and we were more excited that we actually were heading towards the fifth year of the hat. So we thought um, we'd change things up a little bit this year by introducing workshops earlier before the actual competition. So when we started planning for the fifth year, we were actually planning to have it live, you know, um, in-person workshops leading up to the hack. And then when this global pandemic hit, um, we thought, well, you know what? People are going to start looking for things to do while they're at home. And we thought, you know what? We might as well um, try to do things virtually. And then we, you know, at first we thought, you know, um, when we get to the fall, around the time the hack kickoff, we're really hopeful that we're actually going to be able to do it in person. Mm-hmm. But you know how it is—you know, because of the pandemic and how we always, how, how we always have to, um, you know, just be open to change and evolve as things um, change in our environment. We thought, well, you know what? I think we have to have the kickoff held virtually. So. Um, I think that was way back in June when we just decided to make the decision to go virtual this year. Well, you know. You know what? Go ahead. The pandemic hasn't stopped because as of yesterday, we were at over 160 people signed up to um, participate in this weekend's kickoff.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, I was going to kind of ask you, like, how many people have have already signed up and 160 something. That's pretty good, and and you know what what this uh, pandemic has done, and I, I'm glad that you know the the code challenge is still going forward because what it's done is it's it's kind of forced everybody to think. Okay, so how am I going to do it in this in this like you know new reality that we call call this uh, right. COVID 19 world that we live in. So it's good. I mean, we're we're sort of learning new skills. We're experimenting with new processes, and and you know I think we'll come out with some. I think valuable tools that we could use you know uh, once this thing sort of uh, <laughs> dies down which might be a, a while now hey Christine so transform Hawaii gov you've been you've been uh, part of this uh, for I think as long as it's been it's been around right I mean and uh what is what does transform Hawaii gov get out of you know being a sponsor for the code challenge oh well, thank
1: you bird and and thank you Caroline it's it's been a pleasure and a privilege to be a part of the Hawaii Annual Cohen Challenge for the last five years, and we're really looking forward to celebrating the, 50, the fifth anniversary this year in, in person, but it's really nice to see um, the amount of people that have RSVP'd and are attending the kickoff this weekend. And you know, Transform Hawaii Government is a big advocate of digital government and Really supporting the, the transformation of government IT services so that it's accessible to the public, and that data is is sort of real time to help state leadership make informed decisions. And you know, it's, it, I guess the silver lining in the pandemic is that civic engagement is actually kind of kicking up, and they're more. If 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 mail in voting is a is an example of of civic engagement, then we're really really fortunate. Uh, to have technology available to us, to have the the civic community participate in the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge this year from across all the islands, and so we're really excited to see how how it goes
0: this year. No, you bring up some great points, and you know you you kind of bring back the uh, uh, the things that really were the spark uh, for why the whole code challenge was done in the first place, and that was all about civic engagement it was all about open data it was about getting the tech community involved with you know coming up with solutions and and interacting you know closely with uh government officials because uh, most of the in fact all of the challenges were really kind of put together by uh the different departments that are out there and mm-hmm. and and um were I guess Caroline, you're probably more uh, involved with uh, reaching out to the you know the various uh, departments. I mean, was it hard? I mean, I think every year it gets a little easier for get for them to uh, participate.
2: Right. So reaching out to the different departments actually was a little bit more challenging this year because we can't go knocking on doors mm-hmm. to the departments because we're all working from home or working work vir- and working virtually. But, you know what, surprisingly enough, there are um, or not surprising, and I'm so glad that a lot of departments came out to um, offer up some challenges and um, that we didn't have to um, knock on any doors. People actually submitted last year and couldn't follow through, so um, picked it up again this year and so was able to um, submit for this year to be a Challenge sponsor, and then one feature is um, one of the challenges is actually led by First Lady Don Amano Ike. Mm-hmm. So um, her challenge is um, she's working with a team that works with the Department of Human Services, and it aims to um, create a one-stop shop for information, and it kind of is. Uh, inspired by the COVID um, response, to have a one-stop um, area, one-stop shop of information for people working with the community, so that when one person calls a department, um, information is at their fingertips. So, kind of like a all-in-one oh. platform.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how many? And in the
2: university. So mm-hmm. you you Sorry. have what
0: you have a total of what six six challenges. You know what? Yeah. <clears throat> I I, I kind of do want you to get into a little bit more detail as to what all these challenges are because I always find that uh, fascinating. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, I do want to hear about uh, uh, Chris's experience as as being a, a judge because I think she's going to probably be a judge again uh, for this next uh, roundup. But uh, so what we want to do, we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back to after this uh, short Pledge break to continue our conversation with Christine Sakuda and Caroline Julian Freitas, and of course we're talking about the fifth Hawaii annual Code Challenge, which is kicking off uh, this coming Saturday. So we'll give you all the details for that, and of course if you enjoy local programming on Hawaii Public Radio, you can pledge on our website at HawaiiPublicRadio.org, or of course you can call the eight hundred number. <clears throat> it's actually eight. 885364700 and now I'm going to give you back to DJ Mr. Nick and John Allen over in Pledge Central. Thank you. And of course we're back and I want to thank uh John Allen and DJ Mr. Buttercup and of course uh, they do a great job over at Pledge Central. And we're back live in the studio. This is Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio. And, of course, we're on the third day of the fall fun drive. And, of course, you can visit hawaiipublicradio.org or you can call 888 536 for your pledges. And, and of course, uh, we have two lovely ladies here on the show today, Christine Sakuda from Transform Hawaii Gov and Caroline Julian Freitas from Enterprise Technology Services, and of course, we're talking about the fifth Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. And and I must add that uh, Christine is a member, and I'm I'm coaching I'm coaching uh, Caroline to Woo-hoo. get her to become a member as well. So, but I, you know, you know me, no pressure. But you know, we were talking about the Code Challenge and. Uh, the challenges that are coming up from the uh, the departments and, and uh, Caroline, you were talking about uh, one that was being uh, developed by uh, First Lady Dawn um, Ige and so tell us a little bit of some of the others. I mean, you know, I, I know there's six and maybe you don't have time for all six, but uh, what are some of yeah. the other ones that pop, pop into your mind?
2: Well, there's also, you know, I got to give a shout out to our office, the Office of Enterprise Technology Services. We have a challenge this year and it's um, for those who are the data enthusiasts out there, it's to help us um, create a dashboard for the public, and it's it's for um, it's a visualization dashboard for our IT portfolio and roadmap. So I know there's a lot of interest out there for um, for what kind of projects we're working on. So I have to of course promote that, and hopefully we will have a lot of entrance to try to propose a solution for our challenge and then um, of course a shout out to CIO of UH Garrett Yoshimi he mm-hmm. came up with a challenge too and it's to come up with a visualization for UH um, in order to identify patterns of use of resources so um, that'll be exciting I, I'm just so happy that he Finding the time to actually help us and join us this year, so well, there's that's... a lot of really um, good challenges, and um, they some of them are in response to the pandemic and how we evolved and try to improve government services that mm-hmm. way, and um, yeah, so we just hope that a lot of um, participants will try to do their best in presenting solutions.
0: So, so Caroline, tell me, uh, you've you've uh... Probably seen some of the names. I mean, are you expecting the same kind of cross section of participants? And usually, uh, past past uh, code challenges, you know, there were uh, a good good representation from some of the students over at the uh, UH, especially in the uh, computer science department. Uh, what do you see as the sort of the general cross section uh, this year?
2: You know, interestingly enough, um, along with the UH, you know, the the college students and then. This year, we tried to um, encourage more high school participants by holding a workshop for teachers so that they can help their students um, become participants and come up with solutions in the hack. Um, Interestingly enough, I saw on the Slack channel that people who are um, getting into IT as second careers are looking to join teams.
0: Oh that's great. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like an older crowd, post college, um, age, uh just and then just people who just wanna have fun. Um, and that includes like the Hawaii um Code for Hawaii mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Group. Oh, who are interested great. in joining. So, um I'm hoping that, that they'll come up with a team. I know we went and talked to them. And they sounded interested and I hope they turn out they come out on Saturday with the team and um join us this year.
0: Well, you know, I gotta tell you the Code for Hawaii folks, they're they're ringers, you know. So those guys are all pros. So you gotta <laughs> you gotta keep your eye on those. <laughs> you might
2: guys. win the four thousand dollar prize then. It's more competitive this year then.
0: Well, speaking of prizes, uh uh Christine, so as a as a sponsor, I mean I'm I'm sure uh, I mean, you've been a judge before too, right? So, what's the what's the responsibilities that are on your shoulders to to kind of um, go through the evaluation of some of the uh, projects that come out at the uh, I guess in about four weeks? What what is what is it that you have to start thinking about in terms of judging?
1: Well, I. I think that the um, one of the things that really inspired me to continue to participate in the in the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge is just the the amount of interest that comes from the the civic tech community, the the coding community, you know, aspiring techies that that really want to try something new and that are really looking to give back, you know, that those types of of tech folks in the community are really drawn to the Hawaii Anya Code challenge. So it's a really nice convening space for both the the public sector to say, "Hey, I need some help in some of these kind of challenges" and for the community, you know, IT sector to say, "Well, we have maybe we can help out and put the two together in the in the code challenge which culminates on on judging days. So, you know, some of the things that I think we look for in judges is just thought out the, the the ideas are and the concepts are if they actually are able to kind of test the you know a real a real system and how they present and I just marvel every year at the amount of innovation and ingenuity that really comes out of all of the teams that that really compete in the code challenge it's really inspirational
0: you know you bring up a great point and and i i do agree there's a lot of great ideas innovation prototypes that come out of the uh, code challenge and caroline i mean being that you're you know in the middle of uh uh ets enterprise technology services uh, what what is the have you have you given some thought about the life after code challenge i mean what what is the future of any of these projects and i know that's something that uh you know we've been we've been sort of talking about over the last uh, you know mm-hmm. three, four, five years. So any any new insights into what's going to happen with any of these prototypes after the code challenge? Well,
2: every year, we're hoping that you know the prototypes that come out of the code challenge is something that the departments will consider uh, looking at and um, hoping to implement into um, helping to develop it even further so that it can be implemented or adopted some way. Whether it's just the idea from one of the projects, then we can say that idea came from this team and inspired at the hack, or whether it's the entire project, you know, the whole prototype, if it can even be developed even further so that it's mature enough to be implemented at a department. Mm-hmm. So every year, that's what we're hoping for. ETS is really hopeful that we're going to be able to do that with our dashboard um, for the IT projects, so that um, the public can see what kind of um, modernization projects the state is working on. So we're hopeful
0: so, that so this is the year. So, Caroline, uh, you know, we only got a few seconds left, but... Uh if uh, anybody wants to join in and, and take part in the launch that's taking place tomorrow and, and maybe even the, be a part of the, the team formation, where can they go?
2: Mm-hmm. When it kicks off on Sunday,
0: right? Yeah, kicks off tomorrow, right? So where can they sign up?
2: They sign up. Uh, they go to hawaii.hawaii.gov.
0: Great. I'll put it up on our show notes. That's H-A-C-C dot hawaii.gov christine sakuda is the executive director of transform hawaii government and caroline julian freitas is the public information officer over at enterprise technology services and i want to thank you both for joining us
1: thank you thanks, thanks for,
0: for having us and of course thank thanks, you
1: christine.
0: thank you for listening to bite mars cafe caroline. join us next week when we'll talk to representatives of the blue startups cohort 12 In the meantime, you don't go away. If you enjoy local programming like Bite March Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio, you can pledge and support us at hawaiipublicradio.org or call uh, 888-536-4700. Now, let's check in with DJ Mr. Nick and John Allen over at Pledge Central. Thank you very much. Hawaii Public Radio has been bringing
2: you news entertainment you've been relying on throughout the year.